0: all All set that's a yes stand by good evening everybody welcome to tonight's joe and joe weather show On this Monday, the 22nd of November, and the Joe and Joe Weather Show brought to you by Omni True Value Hardware at 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, New York, the tri state area's largest supplier of rock salt and at the lowest prices anywhere in the New York City tri state area and beyond. And also, all the great snow melt products like Pelado and Mag, ice pellets and flakes, and shovels and snow blowers. you name it, they have it in order to get you through this, this upcoming winter. 631-756-1125 for the best prices around. Omnitruevalue.com is the website. Wholesale Holiday Lighting by Gianini, your complete holiday lighting specialist meeting all your decorating needs. Whether it's for having your home decorated for the holidays or uh, maybe you are a home holiday lighting decorator. And you go out decorating homes as part of your business. They have plenty in stock, plenty of stock. And they're uh, at 162 Ocean Avenue in Lindenhurst, New York, 631 5106 And the website is liholidaylighting.com. So <laughs> I guess uh, being <laughs> being that the north being that the northeast is now the tornado capital of the United States. It should come as no shock to you, Joe Rayo, that at three o'clock in the morning, there was a tornado warning that was issued for Essex County in southeastern Massachusetts. It was an EF zero. And for the life of me, I mean, I looked back and looked at some of the odds from overnight Looked at the surface maps from overnight and the upper air. I have no clue how this how how it happened. None. Are you I,
1: sure? Yeah, no It's there. You can Google it's it. A, I it's mean, maybe it was maybe it was Essex County in Nevada. Or
0: no, no, no. Or it Oklahoma. was Essex County in southeastern Massachusetts. Uh, just to, I'm sorry. In, in uh, I, I, I'm let me rephrase that. In northeastern Massachusetts, the tornado actually went out near Gloucester,
1: believe it or not. <clears throat> like the Gorton's fishery. Yes, and I don't understand that either. I I'm serious. No, what,
0: what, what? I, I looked. I mean I I looked. I was looking at conditions aloft. I mean this is really was a simple cold front the end of November. We were, you know, yeah, okay, it was a warm sector with temperatures in the fifties and dew points that were lower than that. And the cold front was still miles and miles away. I don't get it. I don't know how. I I, I, I honestly, I am perplexed here as to you know. Uh, and, and the thing is, SPC had no thunderstorm risk. That even never mind any kind of severe weather risk. They had no thunderstorm risk at all. Now, when did this happen, Joe? <clears throat> at three o'clock in the morning. Three o'clock in the morning.
1: Uh. I'm looking at the uh, at the uh, technical discussion from uh, from the National Weather Service in Boston, Boston, and I don't see anything alluding to that. Lord, Lord, only knows. I don't know what what it what it could have been.
0: It was a very very small spin up, whatever it was. But I've been you know I've read a few pieces. So somebody said it was an EF zero. So. Anyway, I, I for those of you who are interested in trying to figure out the meteorology, I mean, I'll just show you. I got the – I did have the surface map up from overnight. I'll put it up on the screen. Uh, hang on. So this is at – so this was what it looked like on the, uh, on the surface map. And, I mean, it, it's – I'll get a little t- tighter here i mean
1: okay here's I'm, here's I'm, the nine a nine twenty five nine twenty five a m update right from the uh, National Weather Service in Boston. A brief, narrow line of torrential rainfall was crossing the outer cape and Nantucket at mid morning. This was associated with a prefrontal trough resulting in a narrow narrow cor- corridor of strong forcing coupled with uh uh p w a t s that's uh precipitation. What is that, Joe? P of uh, uh, P are, W what are, uh, A.
0: What was it? P W A what? P W A T S. P W A T S. Uh, Exceeding one inch. Oh, the P watts. That's that. You know that seven hundred to four hundred millibar thing you always
1: look at. <clears throat> yeah. The P watts. <laughs> and this was this was a, this activity will exit the cape in Antarctica within the, within the hour. I guess that's what caused the uh, the tornado, the uh, the EF zero that uh, was over Gloucester well, County I, I'm, I'm some hours at, earlier. Yeah, I mean I'm looking at the obs.
0: I'm looking at the obs at, at one a.m. Uh, it was uh, Portsmouth, Mass. Southeast at twenty, and there's a uh, there, there's a couple of southeast ice, uh, uh, uh wind barbs. Uh, along the coast of north, north precipitable water there you go north of boston right, right. Uh, and then of course the winds inland go southwest but <clears throat> it's a prefrontal trough if, if there was a prefrontal trough wpc certainly didn't analyze it on their map i mean they really have nothing uh in, in, you know right. n- not a thing and then if i go to the nine uh, oh, i hit the wrong button let me back up uh <clears throat> if i go to the map at 4 a.m. i mean there's a little You know, there's a bend in the isobar that's down across southern New Jersey. So I suppose, you know, you'd have to probably have to draw a surface map that that was much tighter than this uh, to see, you know, all the odds that we can't see here on these maps where you only see, you know, a scattering of stations. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's probably the hint of some sort of trough here that's running out ahead of the main cold front which at 5 a.m. was still back at Syracuse to about Pittsburgh. So, but even so, uh, it's not like you had some sort of powerhouse upper trough to set it off. I mean, you really didn't. I just, I, I'm, I'm just shocked. <clears throat> I'm just shocked that you could have generated um, a spin-up uh, this late in the season this far north.
1: Well, it, uh, it these things happen. Uh, I don't. I just checked also uh, Albany and New York State, uh, New York City, and they didn't even have any mention of this. So this was uh, something that came literally out of the blue and right. uh, must have been exceedingly, must have been exceedingly localized, which it was, and very very uh, condensed, if you will, or concentrated, if you will. So, what else can I possibly say?
0: Yeah, I mean we're talking about this area here, so. I just got it on. Uh, just show you a map uh, of uh, Essex County. Uh, you can see there's Lowell, Lowell Mass uh, out to the west. Uh, Plum Island, uh, the uh, Massachusetts Plum Island, is to the northwest, and uh, Gloucester sitting right out here. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it really it 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 really boggles my mind that uh, something like this wound up happening uh, tonight. But uh, I'm sorry, last night at. At, at 3 a.m., but it's been a strange month. It really has. We've had probably about 20 years worth of tornadoes in one day in in uh, in, in in the Northeast uh, back uh, a, a week or so ago, and uh, we're still getting these cold fronts coming through. And by the way, here's on the satellite with the latest front. Now, finally, the clouds, the cloud line, has reached the coast and is moving offshore, so skies are going mostly clear. And it is dry uh, all the way back to the west. Uh, but we do have some lake effect snows going on in parts of upstate New York. And most of the country uh, showing relatively quiet weather. Uh, that's going to be pretty much the signature of, of the weather this entire week.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Somebody up there is listening to me. I mean, I said the last thing I wanted to see. First off, for all of you people out there. Who are going to be doing any traveling this uh, getaway day, Wednesday, and through the holiday uh, weekend? Uh, nothing major, nothing really significant. And also, of course, um, uh, I'll be taking flight on Sunday night. And the last thing I wanted to see was any kind of a major nor'easter or major uh, atmospheric atrocity, as you would say, Joe. But you're right. You're right. This week looks like a a pretty quiet week overall. And. Uh, Let's hope it stays that way.
0: Yeah, weather systems moving along. There are no uh, big lows running around anywhere, and that's good. By the way, I want to give a big welcome uh, tonight to everybody that's watching the show. Uh, Welcome to the Joe and Joe Weather Show, and welcome to everybody uh, that is on the chat board tonight. Uh, Barry Goldberg uh, hitting the uh, Super Chat tip jar already, saying this is a please-make-it-snow-this-winter bribe. "Quote unquote." Well, <laughs> <clears throat> it is November twenty-second uh, in uh, in in the coastal areas of the Northeast. Nine Novembers out of ten, you don't see any measurable snow. So the fact that we will probably do uh, repeat that this year is not especially a not any kind of surprise, really. Nor is it I mean, it we only had
1: we had snow. We had snow in uh, twenty. What was it? Twenty eighteen in November. Was I'm, that the November? 15th right. Twenty
0: eighteen. Then you have to go back. I think to twenty. Uh, twenty twelve. Was wait. I'm sorry. When was Sandy? Twenty twelve. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So you have to go back to November of twenty twelve. Uh, we should also point out, by the way, that it's um, places uh, in in uh, in northern New England have not seen. Uh, their first inch of snow yet, particularly in Maine. Uh, most of Maine has not seen any measurable snow. And then to add to that, let's go west to talk about the fact that Denver is a full month behind uh, their measurable snowfall. Uh, the first measurable snowfall average date is around October 21st, and we're now, <coughs> excuse me, we're now at November 22nd, and uh, they still have not gotten their first 0.1 inch of snowfall. So uh, you're not alone, folks. And I, Joe, I really believe, by the way, that a lot of this has to do with the fact that we saw no snow cover growth in Canada uh, during the month of October,
1: none. Well, you need that. You need, you need the snow cover. Now, I, I must tell you that I was looking at the 10 millibar uh, map uh, centered of course on the on the polar regions uh, a little while ago and i made the comment to renata i said you know it looks to me and uh, i i don't want to hurt anybody out there who is a winter weather lover or snow lover but i think it's going to turn pretty darn warm around here when we get to the uh, end of the first week of december i mean i i'm seeing the same kind of pattern <clears throat> that we saw during late october early november where there was hardly any kind of Height line or atmospheric uh, right. uh, line across much of Canada. I, I mean, it looks like Joe. It looks like it's so it's gonna it's so wide open. There's no sign of any colder air that's coming this way. After we get into the uh, early stages of December, it looks like it's gonna be a real warm up. At least that's what I think.
0: No, I don't disagree with you. Uh, <clears throat> we have we have uh, a, you know a lot of lots changed in the last week from. How the teleconnections have set up, uh, the polar vortex is setting up. Um, I, I'm not. Su- I, I guess I don't know if I want to say I'm disappointed because you know, kind of was looking at things and thinking that you know we were going to go into December and, and be in a good pl- a, a good spot for maybe some snow chances, and maybe we still will be down the road. But uh, there are a couple of things that are going on in the atmosphere that say otherwise. Um Owen Polar wants to know, why do you need the snow cover? Well, if you don't have snow cover in Canada, you cannot generate quality cold air, plain and simple. Uh, the cold air masses coming down from northern Canada uh, will modify rather quickly. The snow cover slows that modification pro- pro- uh, progress quite a bit, and then it. Uh, we reach a certain point in the winter season uh, you start making cold air masses over that snow cover so not having it in october uh, means that you don't have cold enough air masses to bleed down into the united states in order to create situations where you get these pockets of accumulating snow uh in uh you know mostly in the northern tier of the United States uh, but that didn't really happen this year uh, it, it just didn't because you don't you didn't have that quality of cold air because of the fact that you didn't have that snow cover. <clears throat> Excuse me folks, because I just want to say I this cold is driving me crazy. Just to let you know, and I apologize <clears throat> for the uh the occasional cough.
1: You don't have to apologize, Joe. This is, you know, this is to be expected at this time of the year, you know. The yeah, coming I, down, we I I
0: I I I have not I don't think I've had a cold in like three or four years. So this is this is uh, hitting me especially hard. Well, what den of germs were you spending time in? Right. <laughs> well, I wasn't around my grandson, so it couldn't have been them. You yeah. know, you know how little kids are. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Ken Musillo, uh, hitting super chat tonight. Thank you, Ken. Uh, hitting the super chat tip jar. Uh, most appreciated. Thank you very much yeah there's a, there's a couple of things that I uh, was looking at and let me see if I saved it. yes I did I just want to show uh, folks <laughs> something now there's a uh, facebook page uh, facebook page called ill snow uh and uh it's um uh, run I don't uh, Darren and I forgot his last name I apologize Darren I'm just trying to give you a a plug here uh but he has a uh, He's very big on snowmobiling up in the Adirondacks, and uh, he also has a uh, weather group on uh, on Facebook. And he posted this this morning, and uh, he you know it it, it it he he makes the point, and it is a darn good one uh, in terms of what's going on in the atmosphere. And if Alfred Phillips from Lane, Wright, Alaska, was were on the chat board tonight, and he may... Very well be at some point, uh but he would uh, he would let us know how cold it has been in Alaska recently. Well, take a look at these anomalies <coughs> excuse me uh for the next uh ten days to two weeks over Alaska and in uh northwestern-most Canada uh it is below normal <coughs> uh we are now. Five days into this, so this is uh, from now through this coming Sunday, and now we're into the middle part of next week, and now uh, as I keep rolling this along, we're past day 10, day 11, day 12, and finally you start to see that below normal being eaten away to some extent uh, in the last uh, uh, days of this long range which goes out 16 days although uh, there's still some pockets of below average temperature but he made the point uh, when the teleconnection set up that Alaska has uh, below normal temperatures for long periods of time those teleconnections are not favorable for persistent cold when you have persistent cold up in Alaska you can you you, you cannot have persistent cold. In the eastern part of the United States, the setup of the of the upper air that gives Alaska persistent cold is um, one that gives transitory cold to the eastern part of the United States, and I you know that's 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 a very valid point. And looking at the next uh, almost two weeks, that persistent cold in Alaska is going to continue. Now some of that cold air is going to break away and try to come down, but until we can get rid of this persistent cold pattern that's up. Uh, In uh, the great state of Alaska, we're going to continue to deal with these these transitory, you know, it gets cold for a few days and then it warms up for a day or so and then it gets cold for a few days and then it warms up. You get a cold front in between each one. Maybe, (laughs) Maybe you get some showers as those front goes by. Maybe the major media networks will take any one of those weak cold fronts and describe it as a major destructive storm. Um, but other than that, you really aren't going to be able to see much out.
1: Well, you know, from what I'm looking at, Joe, first of all, I think, uh, I think we're going to have a relatively mild, uh, Thanksgiving, um, that, that looks like the yes. uh, the story for later this week. And then we are going to turn much colder. Well, maybe not much colder, but noticeably colder, significantly more cold as we get into Saturday. So we're going to make a transition from mild on Thursday, Thanksgiving, to colder for Saturday. And then uh, another round of cold weather coming our way about the middle of next week, uh, Monday through about Wednesday of next week, the 29th of November, into, dare I say, next week we will be into December, the uh, second day of December. (laughs) And then, as I said, after that, I think we're going to start warming things up, and we're going to have another spell of rather mild temperatures here, uh, again, now you, we're looking now like 15 days down the road, folks. Right, and you got to take the, that with 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 a grain of salt. But I, I think uh, by about the 7th or 8th of December, we could be, you know, really mild. And and Joe, you you got on the screen here, the 10 millibar uh, map centered on the pole, and uh, you could you could see that as we wind our way toward let's say 360, 374, 384 hours. You look at all of that blue, and also you look at the At the uh, the height lines, how they uh, begin to space out, and uh, really there's nothing to work with by the time we get to around the sixth, seventh, eighth of uh, December. Yeah, uh, and not just across the United States, but even across Canada. So, yeah, I mean this at the polar vortex level,
0: you're getting that polar vortex after it pulled away from Siberia at the end of, the, of, November, of October and then drop down into Northern Canada, Northern Greenland, which is where we start out. Uh, yeah. It just basically starts to migrate back northward over the pole and back toward the North coast of Siberia and then kind of pivot around um, a pivot where uh, the uh, troughing that's in the Eastern part of the United States just kind of lifts up. Yeah. If you look at that upper flow, I mean, at best, what you could say is that we're on maybe the southern edge of all of this. Now, the one thing that I would say is something that is for those of you who are looking for some, uh, you know, some sort of um, bright spot here is the fact that the polar vortex remains very amorphous. It's very spread out. Uh, It's not this tight, wrapped up little ball. So uh, it's probably subject to more movement and more change. As we uh, move through the month of December. So it's not like it's going to wrap itself up off, over the Arctic regions and just, you know, keep all the cold air locked away in northern Canada and in the Arctic regions. Uh, that it's spread out, I think, argues that you might have some breakaway cold air masses that may try to move uh, into the U.S. But at best, they would move into maybe southeastern Canada, New England. You know you get some cold air that might bleed down a little bit further southward for a day or two in the mid-atlantic states. But in terms of widespread cold air, uh, yeah, you're not gonna, widespread persistent cold. You're not going to get it with that kind of uh, setup in the upper atmosphere.
1: And if you want to uh, hand me uh, hand off uh, the share screen button, i can uh, I can uh, show you what Climate Prediction Center is saying for these uh coming days ahead you're all set all righty so let's
0: uh and i gotta put you on the screen and... so give me a second here uh all okay right. you're good to go
1: so so here we are and uh i'm going to uh, just widen the screen up for my own benefit over here and so uh let's let's look at the temperatures first for the 28th of November to the 2nd of December. Whoops, well, that's a little bit too close. So we'll back off a little bit here. And you can see, Joe, that uh, for the, for all of the uh, folks who want cold weather, the uh, Climate Prediction Center is indicating that across the Atlantic seaboard, below normal probability, uh, for uh, or, or the probability of below normal temperatures is going to be the, uh, the rule from the 28th. To the second of December, which makes sense, by the way, gauges. because
0: when you look at today's run of the models, uh, <clears throat> the cold uh, that comes in this weekend and then the reinforcing forcing shot that's behind it takes us through December Thursday, December second. It's after that that we'll start right. warming up.
1: Right, and in fact, I, as I said a few minutes ago, I, I'm looking for um, a, a a real chill down again from Monday the twenty ninth of uh, November. To about Wednesday the second of December, uh, that we are looking for some colder. And this is this zone here, this shade of blue is indicative of uh, about, I think, sixty to seventy percent. Is that is that what? Yeah, that's what it looks
0: like, sixty to seventy.
1: One, two, three, four, five, and one, two, three, four. Yes. No, actually, it looks like seventy to eighty. Seventy to eighty. Am I counting? Am I looking at counting? Wait a minute. Near normal. That would be thirty-three to forty. Then this is 40 to 50, 50 to 60, right? 60 to 70. So this is 70 to 80.
0: No, I, so there, I think I think that first, that whatever color that is, there's your near normal, 33 right to 40, 40 to 50, oh, wait 50 a to you're 60, right. 60 right. to 70.
1: Right. Near normal, 33 to 40. For, yeah, you're right. You're right. So it's it's 60 to 70. But still, they, they they're indicating a two out of three chance, basically. Uh, That is, it's going to be below normal, or below normal temperatures, the 8th of November to December, the, uh, and you look at this, Joe, take a look at this. It looks like the country is in a real dry spell other than the far Northwest, Seattle, for example, um, they're going to be above normal, but everywhere else, it is below normal near normal let's see uh this would be uh again this is 33 to 40 40 to 50 50 to 60 Mm -hmm. that's down where you are joe yes it looks like you're gonna be pretty darn darn dry dry. yeah darn dry and by the way while while you were you know
0: on the temperature side alaska was below normal through all of this and also on the precip side precip Uh, is below normal, so even for <laughs> I mean, for snow lovers, it's cold and dry.
1: It's it's amazing. Or below normal anyway. It's, doesn't really necessarily
0: means dry. Well, let's,
1: but... So let's take a look at at, at the uh, eight to fourteen day uh, temperature outlook. And here, you know, not much uh, better. In fact, if anything, that area of above normal in the west kind of expands like a like a balloon outward. So now, no longer below normal, uh, we are looking at only near normal for the time frame from November 30th to December the 6th. And uh, as far as precipitation is concerned, we are looking at, or they are looking at, uh, near normal here in the Northeast, and uh, still somewhat drier than normal. If you go, let's say, uh, west of New Jersey, across Pennsylvania, central and western New York, and then down into Uh, The southeastern United States below normal, and below normal here, and still above normal. If you want to get wet, the place to be Mm -hmm. is over in the again the Pacific Northwest. Alaska near to below normal in terms of uh, precipitation. Joe. Uh.
0: Yep. And take a look at the. I got the NAO up. If you want to switch back, uh, we could put that up on the screen. Take a look at the NAO now. Consider, folks. How much that's changed in the last week and how volatile it can be, you think it's going to be stuck in one spot for a while. Guess what? On the, This is based on the zero Z runs from last night. All of a sudden, uh, almost, but not quite all, but the vast majority of the members are not only positive, but they are as much as two standard deviations positive on the NAO after December 2nd or 3rd. And that uh, tells you now until it goes positive while we're in this negative state, we're getting this, if you want to call it a a, a longer persistent stretch starting from uh, the cold front that passes later on Friday and taking us through next Thursday, we're going to have a stretch of below average temperatures as well. That's when the NAO hits its, you know, goes negative here during this week to set that up. And then we'll be rallying up to the neutral line and getting there by December 1st and then going to plus two by December 2nd or 3rd. And when your NAO is positive, uh, there's no <clears throat> blocking nature to the atmosphere. So everything is moving at a, in a, reasonable, at a reasonable rate from west to east. And uh, the teleconnections on the p are not uh, really all that inspiring either. While they're in a positive state now, they're going to drop to the neutral line. Uh, on December 2nd, and then uh, they go slightly negative. There's one member that goes almost two standard deviations negative, but most of them are either uh, slightly positive or slightly negative. So we'll kind of go with where the majorities, the majority are. But again, this begs to what I said with respect to uh, the overall pattern. Uh, cannot get persistent cold with the way the teleconnections are set up. And it's also a good lesson to know that when we look at these things on the day-to-day basis, you got to bear in mind that uh, the one thing that is constant uh, with these uh, teleconnections in the longer-range outlooks is that they're going to change. Uh, we st- we see it staying negative for days and days and days as we go to the outlook period, and then I remember joking about the fact on the airs "as well, you know, we'll check this tomorrow in case it's changed, something along those lines." And lo and behold. The next day, all of a sudden, the NAO, which was negative as far as the eye can see, suddenly flips over to positive. I mean, that's just the nature of these of the models. There's just so much going on that, uh, you know, they can't they can't seem to grasp uh, what is happening. And, and take a look here, by the way, I'm just going to run over, you know, the. Um, the nature of the change, when you look at the upper air, starting with uh This week. Now, we do have uh, this blocky high that's south of Greenland uh, between uh, the southern tip of Greenland and the Azores. And, you know, we talked about the fact last week that if anything, that blocky high is just too far south and east. Uh, But uh, that's holding us in a, that's holding troughing here in the eastern part of the United States. So we do get something coming down out of that northern jet on Friday, this new deep trough, and that hangs around. Uh, until the ridge out in the Atlantic weakens. And that holds on with a reinforcement that comes around uh, on on Wednesday with the last shot of the cold air. And then after that, there's no ridge anymore out in the Atlantic. So guess what? The trough gets to pull out. A ridge builds into the east. And, you know, the upper air is just, ew, you know. It's got another, some weak troughing in the east around Saturday and Sunday, December fourth, fifth, and then another ridge builds into the east during the week of December sixth. Now we're almost we're at December eighth on the last day. The one thing that I'm just looking at this, the one thing that does change up in Alaska toward the near the latter part of the forecast period, you know, you do have this deep upper low that's up there that's creating all this persistent cold. Well, that is eventually being replaced by a strong ridge. Uh, in, in the in the upper atmosphere toward the end of the forecast period, maybe that changes things downstream as we you know move into the second or third week of December. I don't know, but uh, we'll have to watch for changes up there in order to figure out what's going to be changing down here.
1: Adam Lowe on the chat board says that uh, this just reminds me of December 2019, the NAO and the AO went positive December 1st and then stayed there all winter. But, uh, Adam, let me remind you also that on the very first day of that month of December, there was a massive snowstorm over the northeastern United States. We did have cold, and we did have, in fact, Albany, if I remember correctly, had something like 23, 24 inches of snow.
0: Well, you're talking talking about the, the the Binghamton snowboard. Binghamton got 40. No, 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 no.
1: That was last year.
0: Oh, 2019 you're
1: talking about. Okay, Ryan, 2020. You got it. I'm sorry. Right. 2019, December started off with a major snowfall, uh, and Albany uh, did pick up about two feet of snow. We didn't have uh, snow or any significant snow down here, but it was cold, and so I'm not sure whether or not that storm – I don't have the maps in front of me – whether or not that storm kind of shuffled or reshuffled the deck and put us in that pattern that Adam Lowe is saying that the that right after that the NAO and the AO went positive. And if you remember the AO, the Arctic oscillation was incredibly off the charts in a positive direction. Yes. Right on through right on through January. So uh, I, I'm not gonna I'm not saying that this is what's gonna happen again or what is projected to happen again. Because again, we, we there come come early next week. There are no big snowstorms and there's really no Tremendously cold outbreak here in the northeast. We're working basically with not much of anything. The, the cupboard is almost bare, so I, and it's going to stay bare, it looks like, Joe, right until at least the middle part of December. Well, it does seem that way, at
0: least for now. Meantime, just yep. looking, at, looking at the surface, <coughs> we have this shot of cold air for Tuesday that pulls out uh, most of the United States. I mean, there's just a couple of pockets here and there that we're seeing some snows. Uh, in and around the the Northern Rockies, uh, in and around uh, the lakes uh, tonight uh, in upstate New York. Nothing especially exciting. Uh, Then uh, here's your warm-up for Thursday with the high off the South Carolina coast and the next cold front, uh, which by Thursday evening is still not quite to Buffalo. We have a low on the eastern shores of Lake Huron and the front that goes down uh, through uh, Mississippi into Louisiana. That swings eastward with some showers Friday morning. Front's offshore. Friday, Joe, I think in terms of timing, it's going to probably be just like what we went through today. Uh, Showers come in overnight. They move out in the morning. The cold air comes in later in the afternoon. And then Saturday and Sunday, cold and dry. uh, You get a reinforcement. There's a little bit of a reinforcement that comes in Sunday afternoon. Looks like there's a weak cold front there uh, that uh, brings a shot of slightly colder air Sunday night into Monday morning. And then uh, that lifts out. And then another reinforcement comes down with a, a cold front on uh, Tuesday night. You see it there in upstate New York. <clears throat> and that brings another shot of reinforcement into the northeastern and mid-Atlantic states for Wednesday into Thursday. And then once that pulls out, uh, we warm up. <clears throat> There's a weak front that follows on Saturday. Yeah, this is just you look at this, Joe. It's such a mess. Uh, the model does try to have some kind of major storm in the lakes on this run around December 7th or 8th. Uh, what is that? A 9.79. So the only thing we know for sure is that the next run, this storm will not be there.
1: So bear that in mind. Well, yeah, there's a, there's always that tendency that the the zero and the 12Z runs say one thing, while the intermediate runs, the six and the 18 live in their own special world. And, uh, yeah, I have a feeling that what you're seeing there on the 18Z, uh, is it going to be there when we run the 0Z uh, uh, in a very short while? Yeah, I think the
0: frustrating part, was it yesterday? I think yesterday, the tw- the, the, was it the the, tw- the 18Z yesterday had this incredibly cold pattern developing across the United States after day 11 and 12. and I mean, it was just so – it was crazy. And someone messaged me about it, and I said, well, the only thing – what I, I said what I just said. Uh, the only thing you know for sure about this is is, is the fact that it's not going to be there on the next run. And sure enough, it wasn't there on the next it run. Is.
1: It's not. <clears throat> it's gone. Bill Kennedy on the chat board saying thank, happy Thanksgiving to all of you weather fans. Hey, Bill, here's a riddle. Why did, they, why did the turkey break up with his girlfriend? And the answer, he couldn't get the first baste.
0: Oh, God. Help. You, you know, you really have a lot of nerve saying a joke like that when I spent the entire afternoon making cornbread croutons from scratch.
1: Oh, my God. Okay. I, and I, you going to sprinkle them on your... You could have sprinkled them on the on the uh, dressing on No, the they're they're no, they're going in the
0: stuffing. I made the uh, cornbread oh, croutons from scratch. Uh, should mention to the chairman hitting super ch- the super chat tip jar tonight. Thank you, Scott. Most appreciated, and uh, always appreciated. By the way, I'm sorry. I've just got a wave of sinus that just rolled through me.
1: Anyhow. Well, here's the question, Joe. Do we have do we have do we have a Briller Jeopardy tonight, or can we just sign off and let you go hack? uh, uh hack away with, with some
0: hack away off um, air or whatever. We have, uh, we do have one. Uh, so let's uh, let's let's go through it. I'm still alive. Uh, what was the? <clears throat> we are now back to New York City Central Park records. What was the highest and lowest temperature ever recorded in Central Park during the month of December?
1: You know, I seem to remember that we had uh, not too long ago, several years ago, we had a um, we had a spell around Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, where it was in the 70s. Now, if I can only remember when, what year that was, uh, could it have been 20? No, twenty well, fifty? You, you don't. You don't need the um, the year. Right? The year. I just need the the temp- the temperature, right? Right. I'll, I'll I'll say 70. I'll say 72, and I. I think it was either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day in in the last five or six years. Yeah, uh,
0: uh, well, you know, remember last year? I think we were in the 70s on Christmas Eve. Um, the highest was right. Right. Uh, uh, the highest, excuse me, for the month was 75 in 1998. Wow. So I I, wow. I I would think that that was. I have to go back and specifically look at where in you know where in the month it was. But 75 in 1998. Uh, the lowest.
1: The lowest temperature, low. Um, now, if it if it were really cold, it would have to be like, like nineteen. <coughs> we we had a really frigid, frigidly cold winter in nineteen eighteen, I think, or seventeen. Seventeen.
0: 18. And I'm going to stop you there because the uh, temperature that he has on here, uh, I believe, is is incorrect because it's actually lower than that. February 1934 low of minus 15. So he's got, you know, he had the answer as minus 17 in 1917. I'm thinking maybe it means, maybe he means
1: minus seven. Um, minus seven, because the coldest at Central Park is minus 15.
0: Right, so it can't be minus 17. So I'm going to say it's minus seven. So um, you get a pass on that, Mr. Uh, oh, what what right. What was the low... Date the lowest daytime high in Central Park in December. Oh, in December, in December, right? And it would correspond with that day in nineteen seventeen. So use the minus I'd... seven as
1: your guide. Yes. Well, I'll say I'll say uh, twelve. Two. <laughs> Two. 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 Wow. Two. wow. Not one. Can you imagine having a high? Not three. But two. But two. Well, you remember in 1980, Joe, that the temperature in the overnight hours of Christmas Eve into Christmas yeah, morning. Yes, so I remember was, that. Dropped precipitously. And I remember it was, I was working that day at uh, a private weather office, uh, which will go nameless, since I not don't particularly care for them anymore. But... But uh, I remember that it was that we had brilliant sunshine that that day, blue skies, brilliant sun. It was two o'clock in the afternoon, and the temperature was seven degrees. So I could believe it too.
0: Yes, I went to a midnight mass that night at uh, Saint Benedict's. It actually snowed. We had about a coating to a, to a, to an inch of snow that night. Um, wow. That that uh, head of the cold air when it came rushing in, and then yeah the bottom fell out the next morning it was uh two uh minus two uh what was yes. the what was the most snow to fall in the entire month
1: oh didn't we just have that recently uh we had, we had like we had we had a spell in the last ten or twelve years where I think we set the record for December January and February in terms of overall snowfall and I think in December we had one month where we had something like Some ridiculous figure, like 28 or 29 inches of snow.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say that was either 2000, 2009, or 2010. But they were shy – they were shy of the 30.2 inches that fell in the month of December 1947, and up until recently, uh, the storm that produced uh, 26 of those inches and was the all-time big snowstorm producer – uh, that was back on December 26, 1947,
1: and by the way, it was unforecasted. Yes, yes, it was one of those that, uh, um, and and you know what? It, it those who remember that storm, you know, it really wasn't a blizzard. It was a it was a storm where we had all of that snow, and the snow came straight down. There was no horizontal snow, and the temperatures oh. weren't too far from freezing, so it was a it was a very heavy, and maybe a semi-wet snow that that fell on that day after Christmas in uh, in 1947. Okay, here's your bonus question: in 18 since 1869, Joe,
0: how many Decembers recorded no measurable snow? No, n- nada, null, naught, zero, I th- nothing, uh, goose egg.
1: Um, what uh we've had how many? We've, we've we've had one of those in the last I think ten years. We've had I think if that was the same year that we had the seventy uh, seventy plus degree temperatures. I think I think that happens uh let's see, hundred and fifty, and I'll say it's like a twenty, you know, once every twenty year occurrence so we get that. The twenty and I'll say seven times.
0: The answer is three times. Three times. Three times. 1877, 2006, and 2011. Right. And and, and also the second bonus question is, uh, only two snowstorms in December produced at least 20 inches. What were the two years? Now, we already mentioned one of them, 1947. When was the, uh, this, the next one?
1: I don't know. Was the one that the, the, the so-called Bloomberg Blizzard— in 2010 was 20, that, was 20 that one of the, 2010 is the correct answer i always yeah. never
0: i always forget uh the boxing day storm was that in 2009 cuz we had back to back years of big snowstorms in december um and i, I i'm thinking the bo- one of them was the boxing day blizzard but i always confuse whether you know it's old nine or 2010 which one of those was yeah. the Boxing Day? But either way, twenty ten is the correct answer.
1: Isn't that amazing? That that was uh, and uh, but that and, and and we saw that coming. And I know I remember the Daily News, the front page of the Sunday Daily News said, uh, "Get ready for you know a massive snowstorm." And I think the mayor, the mayor was in Bermuda, <laughs> and and nobody knew what to do in his absence and that was uh, that was like uh, the equivalent of the, yeah, uh, I think the that, Lindsay storm yeah, of 69 i think
0: that was the boxing day storm that where uh, bloomberg yeah. was was in uh, in bermuda while the rest of us were not in bermuda let's 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 just phrase it that way
1: and and you have to give the man credit for sticking to his guns because even in the aftermath of a 20 inch snowstorm when he finally came back to new york he said things like, "You know, come on, it, it isn't a lot of snow. You know, go go out, see a show, whatever." And somebody right. actually asked him, "said Would you have declared a snow emergency?" And he says, "No, I don't think I would." I mean, give give him credit for being obstinate to the bitter end yeah. with that particular storm.
0: All right, so 2009 was not the Boxing Day. It's 2010 was the Boxing Day because I'm look. I pulled the right. I pulled the map up. Um. I'll just put it on the screen for everybody to see. All right, hang on a second. Wrong button here. Oh god. Now we got it. Uh It's uh it's hard enough to switch a show but when your ears are plugged up it's even worse. Uh but here this is the storm from 2009. It was December uh 19th, 20th and I'll just run it back on the previous map. You can see how it you know it's already deepening uh near um uh Cape Hatteras North Carolina and then just kind of rolls up through the boob we call the box uh as a wrapped up acute occluded cyclone and by Sunday morning on the 20th the low was southeast of Cape Cod and uh, temperatures behind it were in the teens and low 20s now if we jump to 2010 there's a tighter view here yeah nice and cold there in the east you had a Nice Arctic high sitting north of Lake Superior with temperatures in the minus 20 to minus 30 range. So it was uh, it was a pretty good setup. And if we jump to 2010, and we can show that uh, that was on the Boxing Day storm because I was working that that day. And you can take a look at it at here. Yeah, I was at picks that night. Um, so here it is, already a ninety two low offshore of Hatteras. You had temperatures in the teens and twenties on that Sunday morning, and we'll roll the maps along, and the low just deepened like an animal, and it got to a nine seventy eight low east of Cape May, south of Montauk by Sunday evening. And just kind of sat there and actually pivoted back northwestward uh, during the evening hours. And then just kind of, you know, you know, did a you know, bit of a cycloidal looping motion that starts to uh, slowly coil its way northeastward. 972 southeast of Montauk at uh, 10 o'clock that night. <laughs> Still sitting there uh, until the next morning when it was starting to approach Nantucket. And of course, uh, still seeing some snow reports uh, even then uh, at uh, 4 a.m. on the tw- morning of the 27th. So that was the this is the storm that Bloomberg, you know, it, it, coming after Thanksgiving and th- I'm sorry, coming after Christmas and Christmas was on a Saturday this uh, that year. Um, you probably wouldn't have needed a state of emergency if only because of the fact that everybody was, you know, home on a long holiday, you know, a long holiday weekend anyway. So see I'm coming
1: to nobody, I'm coming to Mr. Bloomberg's re, uh, defense here. But nobody seemed to know, you know, who was in charge and who uh needed to tell the sanitation department uh you know, get on out there, but uh you know, that's that but that's that's, that's history now, Joe. That's 11 years ago. Yeah. And it doesn't look like it's going to be happening. It doesn't look like anything like that is going to be happening in the immediate for foreseeable futures no not in not in futures. the short range
0: not in the short range.
1: No,
0: all right exactly. <clears throat> let's wrap it up here because I'm losing it. So everybody have a great night. thanks for being here tonight. thanks for those of you who hit the super chat tip jar. most appreciated as always. and Joe and I will see you tomorrow night at seven thirty Eastern time. ninety night everybody.
1: Our reservoir.